Hello and welcome to West Underground. Today we have Cody Cooper here with us. And um, now, Cody, you have a you have an interesting uh, an interesting story, and um, and and you're an interesting individual. And I just want to ask, like, um, who are you for the you know the viewers that are watching? So I uh, people probably more know me as a playmate. Um, I, I've been on uh, one Playboy cover, but in three, four Playboy publications. I just um, I've done a calendar as well, but I've predominantly done a lot of glamour modeling. Um, but I think the people that know me and generally see my page, I also seem to be sharing a lot of music and see a thing like a lot of local bands as well because i love yeah. them so uh i think that's something that very much is my passion as well um i have lots to talk about on that because <laughs> 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 i've done some projects already and the i think is like i gotta get my stuff in order because there's so much <laughs> but um if we say that's what people know me as kind of, I, I guess a playmate who just loves their guitarists and shred and metal, uh, definitely Buckethead. Um, <laughs> um, but I want to now, I guess, collaborate or work, work my other passion in with my current passion of what I do. Yeah. Uh, modeling for me and probably more like a thing with the different genres of music. Um, I find some, honestly can fit other people better mine what i've learned is and what i would still classify classify playboy as um and why i wanted to in the first place was they're very expressive in um, creating an atmosphere and um, a sensuality to the work whereas i think more so today you get less of that it's sort of you know a picture and a good looking girl with a prop but it's nothing that really i can use all these visions that i get <laughs> so I I have like very creative like visions but I get them all I'm very inspired of every time I have one it'll be because I'm listening to a song that I vibe with yeah. um, and so that's where all my ideas come from but I guess it's how in one way too where I see modeling as an art form and how it can uh, or at least how it links for me with my vision and where music came from is that whole expression yeah um and and proper feeling like genuine um where you can be inspired off that to i guess create your own interpretation from it um so that was something that you see if you check out the recent portfolio pics i did and i did them strictly for that um was sort of just to find like in these times i guess with like COVID and everything, everything can be a little bit delayed. Yeah. So I had, let's say, I will get into the Falling Doves band next because I did do a project with them at the start of the year. Yeah, but that is now set back to next year. Um, so within that, it's very much I want to start networking and pushing my brand more to work with music and. Uh, I guess use it in a way because I respect it and can see it and have, um, I, I it helps my focus too. It just helps, it helps me utilize my creativity and what I have in my own way. Yeah. But I also love, I guess, like live music, being around it. Like I'm always listening to it. I want to work with it. So I feel like in some ways being used of like, say, where I could use modeling as a straightforward thing of pictures is more like to promote anyone in live music or anyone um like say if they have merchandise or something like that yeah. if you want to do you know a part in a music video um that is predominantly where i'm going with it with yeah. where i want to collaborate but then i also thought you know why wait as well it's good to express that side of you in another way in like individually trying to link i guess uh music and its purpose for your shooting style and the meaning behind it that does create more of an atmosphere to it and then um i guess yeah it puts it more in that erotic genre as it takes it out of the whole glamour style yeah because erotic art erotic photography is based off working with the mind and using like space uh symbolism subliminal links like everything to bring out a certain expression and that's the stuff i love 
So, <laughs> but I get all my ideas off music, literally. Oh, wow. So, it's like so I hear you... a sound, I get a feeling, and then I get a thought, which is just a full vision. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you how did you get to the point, like, to get to, you know, be a model? Like, what was the journey from start to kind of, you know, get to get to work with Playboy? Um, like, that was, gosh, I mean, I... I decided when I wanted to do it, I mean, like a few years before that, I wanted yeah. to do it. And I thought, oh, you know, that's going to be difficult. And I know that like magazines and stuff dying out because of the whole Instagram, no offense to them. Like they do their work well, but this is what was happening was magazines were suffering in sales because there's a lot of people that were just doing more Instagram. So you kind of have to adapt and everything. But I still feel like it's good to always work Number one was something that I've always wanted to do, which was Playboy, because I, I I respect it and and its whole history and, and the art form of it. Um, but it enables you to challenge yourself to work with others and different perceptions yeah. rather than having it more straightforward of just being able to, I guess, choose your own photos and what goes online. So it's my Instagram is basically in some ways like across between my social and my work probably more that but yeah. it's uh it's more a, a showcase of my work that is not on instagram like yeah. it's not for instagram <laughs> it could be found other places but i think it's really good to have on your resume too because it shows that when you work with uh, a professional big company people do take you more seriously yeah. uh, because they can see like that is like a lot of work um, for me, that took a while because initially I was, uh, I'd done a photo shoot initially and I had submitted to a different magazine and they had emailed me back and they said that they've got a concept as well. So they've got, uh, you have to do within their thing. So shoot like this and find this photographer and work with them. Did, submitted, resubmitted again and, you know, didn't hear back. Did another whole, another shoot in the process, submitted that. And we just kept submitting, maybe for like a year and a half. You know, it's very hard to get your foot in the door. Yeah. And then uh, a smaller magazine had picked it up. So it was um, Australia's Top Glam Models. So they had like uh, a few years ago, I think they had like a big calendar, like their calendar was quite big. They also had a magazine and I, um, they put me on the cover, but apparently the girl that's on the cover of every month goes into this competition. She wins Glamour Model of the Year. So I won that, which I honestly didn't expect. But <laughs> it was like going from my first one to, I think there was another another magazine in between. And then the next one was just like this big, boom, here you go, you won. And one of the, I guess the, the thing that enabled me to do Playboy was winning that because they had uh, set up a, a Playboy photographer that was here at the time. So the winner definitely, like, she got to, like, well, I got to shoot with him. <laughs> um, and so did other girls as well. So they were, like, maybe just, like, a few, like, eight or ten, whatever. But um, cause I think the, the Playboy photographer was one of the judges of that competition as well. So uh that was yeah i know it's weird for me because it happened so quick yeah it was kind of just going from here as soon as i was discovered to just boom like <laughs> so it was a lot and i remember the whole time even for like shot over two days and even then i'm thinking like okay i think i'm doing this but like i don't i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> so they sent you over to over over to LA did you go to the mansion and everything like was it the um, whole experience that's yeah you can do it that way um Playboy I think because they have generally like if they've got their own photographers if they do a tour or anything like that so if they come um you have you have to wait for them to come to you or you have to go to them and majority of the oh yeah all of them the U.S. <laughs> so it is actually here and like yeah it made it a lot easier but um they've got if you look in the what do you call it I'm so bad with words <laughs> the front cover and they tell you like they've got their their billing so they have like a 
four or five different photographers in there that they like like work for them um and so basically like you know you, you shoot with them they do accept other photos as well so like any other magazine you can always submit with a well-known photographer and your level of skill and they can take it to you but um i i think to be uh centerfold usually they it's it's one of their photographers because they know the style exactly and they've got the communication with playboy and how they want everything they know the setup yeah cool and what did it feel like to 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 want something and then all of a sudden you're doing it you know was that was that cool it, it yeah you know i i mean i don't know even you just bringing that feeling back right now <laughs> <laughs> i know that i got goosebumps now i can feel it uh yeah well um but this is sort of like that i don't know you just kind of get scared for a moment because you're like well what's this about like or you almost feel like was this too soon is it like do, do i deserve this i don't know yeah. you know I think it's easy to forget sometimes that you know what maybe you are right for something and you did put in the work like it took a year and a half before even being published so let's say two years later but i think it was like because i put in all this work with sort of no not really realizing it because it didn't have any attention on it yet that it just as soon as it did it just i, I don't know it just went off and it was just kind of weird for me because almost have this way of like it shouldn't happen like that yeah <laughs> <laughs> like you said Brad, so you're like no <laughs> but did you uh, meet any big um names while you're in la did you make um, any big celebrities or musicians that you ran into so i mean i went to los angeles at a different time uh because like i said like when we had that photographer here that's where we had shot was in yeah. sydney um but yeah, I mean, I met Vince Neil, um, who's, I know maybe he gets a lot of trash talking <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to go into why. I think everyone knows why, <laughs> <laughs> but he's still awesome because Vince Neil, he was really lovely. He's polite. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, I've, I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm forgetting things because i kind of yeah oh sorry i was just wanted to ask like when you went Vince Neil, did you like ask questions about like um you know like did he tell you anything did he tell you any any secrets of like um you know his history um hmm. <laughs> you know i i was sort of more like you know what i think you tend to be a little bit stunned maybe so fast that you know yeah. you just like keep calm like you know <laughs> um so i mean i i was uh like at a club where i met him and i had one of my friends who was there who was kind of asking those questions um maybe sort of more in a fan-like way oh, i mean yeah gosh you know what? let me just say i love my friend he's awesome <laughs> <laughs> but yeah maybe not the best way to approach if you want to be able to sit and still yeah. have a drink like yeah, yeah, you know um so for me it was more like i guess asking about like how his tour had been and they told me that we're going to japan i know he had a uh who was it uh was this really gorgeous japanese lady but because <laughs> i remember she had a full tattooed sleeve but she was awesome but she was an interpreter so he was uh a uh, have her here actually because I maybe she's on the whole tour, but yeah, because they were going to Japan after. So she was there. There was a uh, Ryan Brown. I don't know if anyone still knows him, but he was cool. And then his girlfriend, Rain, Rain Hannah. So I was just sort of like more vibing with them about their time here and um, just sort of engaging whether they wanted to talk more about their work or if it was more like, you know, we're here to have a drink and relax. Uh, you know and and just sort of ask about more so maybe their time here and then you find interesting things off that so yeah. you know uh like what they got up to today what's their plan later uh you know what was happening on the next tour um and then i yeah, gave me um because again i had met him here um i had like they invited me to melbourne so i had 
free tickets to their show too. So it was like, I still wow. got the tickets. They're like complimentary on them and stuff. So I just picked them up. But uh, I, it's more in that respect, I think, is like when you can sort of make a connection with someone and know about yeah. their work and maybe, you know, maybe he just sort of wants to kick back and be treated like, hey, I'm a friend. Like, yeah, you know, like being able to do that without sort of maybe people viewing him differently. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's so... Uh, a, a way that you can relate to him and also know about who he is, because he is a musician. He has all those um, amazing stories and stuff. Oh, okay. Wait. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, how much can we mention on here? I mean, we're, we're, we're on YouTube, so, I mean, anything goes. We're not radio, so. Loves it. Um, <laughs> I have a signature, a Vince Neil signature on me. Yeah. Because he signed it. You can't always see it, but let me tell you, you can. You can see it in my Playboy cover because it's it's not like, it's, <laughs> it's very, it's like my hip bone kind of close yeah. to it, like kind of is, I don't know, but it's very, very low there. Yeah. And so <laughs> I know it's not bad. <laughs> but it's like, everyone goes for a here, going to do somewhere else. So, you know, like, you uh, why not? Like, it's Finn Sneal. Yeah. It kind of goes. Yeah. And I love my Mick Mars tattoo as well. Oh, you got Mick Mars tattoo, yeah? Yeah, I, I have a few Motley tats, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I have an Alice Cooper on the back of my neck. I have, uh, Mick is on my ankle. I don't know if you can see, uh... Gosh, oh, nearly. Maybe. Um, how am I gonna do this? Just, just on the music side, I noticed you're a big fan of bucket. <laughs> I noticed you're a big fan of Buckethead. Um, what, what style? Oh, sorry. What? Um, when you listen to Buckethead, what inspiration do you get from it when you're modeling his like music? Because you put the music and modeling together. Yeah, uh, and I have another example that I can sort of almost linking that makes it more understandable for others is i feel like there's something about buckethead in general where he is there's something right in this next level i don't know i'm just assuming because he's as well just so passionate about what he does is that he was able to um just to make the amount of quality music as well. I know people think he's very technical and maybe he's not the greatest composer. I have no idea, but it's far from that. It's like, he is so expressive and innovative as well and is able to use so many different genres and blend them or do them simply. But honestly, to that like level of quality, I don't know, but it's probably why he becomes so good. I think it as well is maybe the techniques as well and he understands it from a point of almost like a fantasy in your mind of like his envision creating an atmosphere um it it's something that links with me the most i guess i don't know because it brings out like it's it's such intense music in a way people have a different idea i guess of what intense is so maybe i don't know you know when you sort of meet like not to and people who don't understand like the whole like the heavier genres and darker genres and they think like okay maybe even you know like so it's like them saying that alice in change is intense and you're like what yeah yeah <laughs> no, it's, well not that i mean maybe in, in an emotional standpoint yeah but you know they think the music's yeah. like too heavy and with Buckethead again, it's not like that at all. It's just a very intense feeling and a connection. So it very much connects with something inside of me. The weirdest thing about that, I don't know, maybe it's just more about vibing with the artist that you, you can find the similarities. Weirder again, I guess, that people is like, what's your similarity? <laughs> just the individual side, I think. And mm -hmm. I think being able to be so passionate about something and the fact that he puts so much focus and uh, so much individual expression into his work and he links the things that he likes to do that, but he makes it his own. So he's very inspired but innovative. Uh, and there's some, some specific where I just love, because I love Shred. Like, I mean, I love Steve Vai. 
Yeah. Uh, like, uh, he's incredible. So is Joe Satriani. Like, those are my two. Mick Mars, I'm waiting for his solo album to come out. <laughs> um, but I listen to so much of that. I think when I found Buckethead, it was like this next level thing. It never ends. There's just so many albums, and then he's got Pike albums. There's 294 of those alone. Wow. For me, it's a godsend. Like, because <laughs> I love instrumentals, but I feel like they're able to connect you deeper. So you're like, what's this feeling of it? You, your mind is like, then naturally is curious. It wants to know more. It comes up with this vision of like, what that might be or what it means to you. Yeah. You know, you get in that flow and it's just everything comes and your vision is there. But he definitely helped me, I think, more put that, uh visions into focus but the confidence side of it too i think just watching him and now knowing that there's also someone out there who is that talented and maybe at first people don't really understand or don't understand his personality but you know what he's he's doing it anyway and i think the whole point of him too like having to wear the mask and everything in one way it was like to help overcome like stage fright so uh the fact that in the end like he just i used so much of his personality and the things that he truly loved to just morph completely into his own thing that it's like that's my i don't know it's probably like where all the passion and love comes from how he's just able to just do what he does as opposed to do things that he thinks he should be doing yeah. and i think that uh seeing that gave me more confidence too because it's like oh see you can create quality stuff. Your own stuff is always going to be unique. Uh, the way that I think that will naturally work and you'll find things that truly fit and sync up is just absolutely using that without sort of having to worry, I guess, about, um, you know, will this magazine like that or like, you know, for anyone else in any industry, you know, uh, it's not really the way things are done. I mean, well, like for me, it is. <laughs> I'm bored now of like, uh, you know, I guess being stuck in one yeah. direction. So it's very, not the band, by the way, ew, that just pops into my brain. So what, <laughs> no offense, it's just not my thing. <laughs> um, it's good. I don't know. He was sort of able to leave me more with confidence. And I think part of me, taking so long as well to maybe network with other musicians and find uh people who you know maybe wanted to help or, um you know uh, use uh me for any like sort of collaborative opportunities that sort of took a while more so because i felt like oh i feel very much an outsider from both sides I think when people know me and the more I show of my personality, they can see exactly how the look actually syncs with the personality and that it's genuine. Um, but initially I had that sort of fear of like, oh, I don't know, because, you know, maybe if I share this one thing or I reach out to someone, maybe they're going to think like, oh, she looks kind of stupid and shallow. But <laughs> I just stupid things that always take over our minds, I guess. Yeah. And that was always like a worry. Meanwhile, there's like the other side of it, which I, my stuff definitely like, maybe the stature, that's probably like the only thing. Uh, I feel very out of place with like the rest of like mainstream everything, because yeah. it's just not my thing. But so they think I'm weird. <laughs> and I'm worried about the other side being like, is she genuine? And then I think I'm, you know, overcoming that. I feel like you got a cat hair on my lip. I do. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> These things. And you know what? They're great. <laughs> um, yeah, I think just overcoming that stupid fear for one, I think. I can be very childlike too when I get excited. Like when I love something, I'm completely in love with it. So it's not so much, I love that. That's my thing. Like I just engulf myself into it and I want to know more. But the other side of that maybe too is like, for me, and this is my thoughts, honestly. And, yeah. and this is a thing where it's like, I tell myself that based off what sometimes maybe I think, but 
it's more like, you know, you, my energy level sometimes, again, I feel like anyone, anyone's going to have more energy when they're passionate about stuff. Yeah. Um, me, I get just very, I know the word, it's just like a next level excitement or passion when I hear like music, when I'm around it, everything. Um, so it's kind of like that, the worry of that too, being like, oh, she just looks like stupid. You know, like when people pretend to kind of be dumb. Yeah. And they start yeah. acting all silly. And I'm like, how am I supposed to calm that down while sharing my love and knowledge? <laughs> yes. And you know what? Uh, Buckethead, just because I, it gave me the confidence to do that, like I was like, again, while everything COVID's delayed, like, you know, the, the music video did for Falling Dolls, like that's being delayed now. I, I still want to work within it somehow and just express my own thing. Uh, it's that moment where the passion sort of overrode the fear yeah. of just being myself was like, this is such a good idea. Like I'm, I'm kind of afraid, but I don't care. So I did that. And then I ended up actually, which was one of the greatest things ever, uh, purposely made sure that that was for my profile because, you know, I don't want the meaning to be lost. And there's so many intricate details in that, that you kind of, use separate bits or separate photos and there's no actual mm, description of the meaning i think it's not like the photos don't really make sense yeah um so what i did though i wanted sort of in some way like more people to who would appreciate it see it i reached out to natanet who is uh, a massive buckethead fan base um and i just wanted to give it to them because i want buckethead fans to have it and the process, you find that when I had to talk about it, that was my first thing. I was so scared. I was like, oh my gosh, like they're gonna think I'm so <laughs> stupid. And it was actually quite the opposite. And the one thing that where it did come across genuine, where people just like, they can see that you love it because yeah. you're expressing your natural joy, but then you're also able to talk about it. Because like you, you, you would, when you like stuff, you can converse, you can elaborate. Um, it's not, oh yeah, I love that. Oh, it's just cool. Like, you know, I think people are going to tell them you're genuine. And, and so in some ways, the things that I was worried about was actually something that was like, I can't believe I was worried about that. Like, <laughs> so it sort of opened the door and then I did a podcast about Buckethead. Um, and then I've had some support from great people too, like just other musicians and yeah. like Golden Robot Records, they've been quite encouraging. It's nice to actually sort of say like, what was I worried about? Like, and when you naturally, if you want to do something and, and it's genuine, people like you can't not be genuine with it. Yeah. <laughs> I did that to myself, but that's how Buckethead has affected me and why I guess I had. Uh, definitely sort of in some way like a, a partial tribute but linking with my work as well and in a way that could also relate it to appealing to people where they would watch yeah but at the same time it's in my way uh they also get a dose of bucket head at the same time and but they can see why i like it so it's oh my goodness oh, we've lost you one second i am i still there you're still here. You're, you're, you're here. My gosh, that was my dad. <laughs> Let's hope he doesn't fall back. Well, I mean, I love him, but you know, <laughs> so what would happen? Uh, uh, what are you saying? I wanted to just ask a question there about like, why is Buckethead like so mysterious? Um, you know, like I really have, low yeah, profile. I mean, the thing is, there's a lot of what I do know or like a lot of what we do know and you have to find to search it. Um, at the same time, it's kind of like, do we ever know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a rough idea and we know based off. So you haven't, things. you haven't got a chance to meet him? Mm, he is very, like he is seriously someone who I respect in the way that he is so out of um, working with media and stuff. Like I think the whole point was like when, um, okay with guns and roses let me get that off my screen now sorry okay we're good <laughs> oh. um it was more like i think he 
he works well, like definitely he's, he's involved in other bands like Primus and Praxis. He's done collaboration with John Carpenter, this soundtrack that I've been going off about for weeks. Um, has Steve Viner too, you guys should check it out. It's called a Ghost of Mars soundtrack. Um, and he's very much like, he knows what he vibes with and how to make the most of what he has without having to deal with things that he does not sync with. I think for him, he's someone who's so talented. I mean, all these albums and pipes that he made after Guns N' Roses was mm, kind of a perfect example. But I mean, I think he was only able to find that out by sort of, you know, trying something. And then when it maybe just wasn't his fit and, you know, he truly does just want to do things of his own. He's, um, and not in a disrespectful way or anything, not like that. It's more, he's probably more, more like introverted, but the fact that he can use that and that he, and I guess like the whole point of like, maybe even like for many people feeling anxious at times or like socially, yeah. Um, the best way for him to go about his work and overcome that is to work individually in the way that he does. So he is more out of social media and just media in general. But I think he's done really well with that. And that's just something that's like, I think you can see and hear why he has made so much music and how amazing it is. Because he truly has just gone, all right, well, this isn't for me that is something that is uncomfortable. What am I gonna do now? What's my best way for me that I can do it? Start it, and I mean, just look where he is now, seriously. Um, <laughs> it's, I think, most people don't know about it though, because, you know, sort of like that, but he has a reputation as well for being a very, uh, actually quite like innocent childlike soul. And I think that's something that's beautiful as well. It's just so like interviews with puppets. Amazing. Yeah, Herbie. It's this little like <laughs> his head. Yeah. And it's all that stuff that I love. But like I said, I'm such a child too. When you can just be like that and just be like, you know what, this is what I'm doing. But uh, you know, in some ways you think, how does he not have confidence? He does, but he's found it in a way where it's like with passion for music, obviously drives him to these things that and other things that make him feel comfortable even though they're weird to other people he's found ways to overcome that but at a point like it's it's just so good yeah it's like i don't he's true individual i think he's a fantastic role model i mean merely just seeing his personality and hearing the things that you know other people would say like you're not always going to hear it he doesn't really do a lot of interviews there was one interview that he did do like recently and there's not many and I really admired that because he was speaking very much about things like how he handles I guess more like the social anxious aspect of things like that's what he chose to talk about um you know and how he's able to overcome that by just being so absorbed in something that he loves that he just gets in this flow state is the only way to overcome it and continue doing what he loves yeah you know, just kind of ignoring everything else. And it's just some of the things he said in that. I don't know. It's like you will find in different ways. There's so much to him, but I think everyone can relate to that. And he's just a, uh, he's a great example. He's a genius. I love a brain. Like I. <laughs> Sounds like you're um, obsessed with Buckethead. Sounds like you're a big fan of Buckethead. I mean, I love guitars anyway. Have you, do you play this guitar? This is my thing. Like, I really do. Quite often, I listen to instrumentals. I don't even really want lyrics because some, like, yes, but not always. And I kind of, you know, I'm, it's just like, I, I love Shred. I do. Like, I. It, do you play? It, no. And you know what? That's uh, maybe, again, something of fear that I need to get over. But I find myself, I was looking at, different guitars and like the humbuckies and stuff to get like a certain sound. I started looking for like the pedals that like Buckethead uses versus like, you know, Steve Vai and what he recommends and like the amp tubes and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> such a dog. 
But you haven't tried to play like even a couple of times, like just picked up one or. Uh, you, you don't know. And I, it's, it's so weird too. Like I have fa uh, fascination with like fenders, like the Stratocasters. And I just yeah. love their sound. And it may be something I can link back to McMars. Uh, I don't know. I, this is thing again I should I mean there was like even just times where I've been at Frankie's and people ask me the same thing because naturally uh, I say some weird shit that would make you probably think that I would know things or yeah. like that I maybe have like here or there play guitar somewhere I don't know um, but then I haven't it's just like I just listen so much <laughs> I'm surprised you vibe with it. <laughs> but uh, it's something that I probably like should do anyway. Like, um, I think more at the moment too, I'm learning different ways to incorporate my love of it in with what I can bring already and my strengths. And, um, also like if we don't sort of go more the promotional side is being able to understand it two ways now is by actually playing guitar. And I think on the business side, by the way, fantastic video, uh, video with Monica Stripe because I reached out to her. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, I think she's gonna have some really cool advice too because she's, again, she knows two sides. And I think that's what I've struggled with for so long too is finding someone who knows both sides or, I mean, I know one side of what I do already. It's kind of on the other and from the business aspect that can link with what I do. Yeah, um, so I think she's quite knowledgeable. Yeah, Monica is very successful in knowledge of the music and business side of things. Yeah. She was very um, influential and, and very um, informative as well that we didn't know of. Right. So I always saw her pop up in people's um, like stories when, when they're tagged. And you know when you kind of, your brain makes the connection, but then it's, I mean, I don't know if you guys get distracted as much as I do. <laughs> Sometimes you're like, oh, and you notice, you're like, who is this Monica? She looks like she's having so much fun. She's always in bed. <laughs> never really thought to be like, go check that out, you idiot. Like, hello. So I did. <laughs> I did. I was like, oh, Monica struck, yeah. And so I went and I like checked the video and I was like, which I'm like, oh. And I'm like, okay, yeah. So that's, you know, I mean, it's never too late. I always just thought she was really cool because at the events, I'm like, who is that? She's like, she's got the ideal lifestyle, as you see. We very appreciate that you've been watching our other stuff as well. We very appreciate that. Yeah. I want to get and watch more. I still need to watch the one with Bad Boy because uh, yeah. let's say like for real, and I don't know whether they believe me or not with this. Um, more so like they should because I'm kind of someone who when I love shit, I will tell you and it, it's so exaggerated. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, there's a lot of things that I don't love and they absolutely just know. So you'll know. Um, they're... Uh, no, I mean, they're, they just, they have something of what I, they're kind of what I would imagine a band should sound like today. Like one that, like, say, just in in terms of progression and everything of how they should be, uh, they're just, honestly, I mean, everyone's got their own opinions again. It's a, it's a big statement, but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, to me, they're my favorite Australian band. Let's say that. I really hope Bad Moon uh, Born watch this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to send this there. We'll send it to Void and Jordan when it's ready. <laughs> they're so talented. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, you know what? Because I keep encouraging Boya, and I think he needs to work with Buckethead. So let's, let's, let's stick with that now. Let's do They have something. They're very innovative like they have their own ideas and they're able to there's something again i don't know what it is in me when i hear things but it's like something and it comes to me and i'm like i feel like in some ways musically like the terminology is like do i really know what i'm talking about i think my description kind of yeah. is like yeah no that's what it is but you just don't know the words to <laughs> <laughs> say it together but i feel like uh 
Yeah, like you watch uh, Roy, for instance, right? And he, uh, his ability to do like right, like all the mixes and producing. I think they're amazing songwriters as well. I think that's half of it is being able to write, like compose, um, as well as being talented. I think the whole band currently too just sings so well. They're really like nothing is out of balance or everything enhances. Um, Jordan again surprised me because I mean I I I, I mean he fits with their time. They're always progressing and it's always so uniquely their sound still. Um, what I love too is like again like bucket hair. Uh, <laughs> you can tell where the inspiration came from but only if you just sit and wonder about that you know what I mean or someone's like can you tell that this is like you know where my inspiration came from like oh okay now I hear it but it's completely different I think that's true use of being inspired and that's what Buckethead does and that's why he's innovative <laughs> but I think um yeah, like just around Chimera, right? So, yeah, Chimera, yeah. Uh, I say all sorts of things wrong, but <laughs> yeah, um, hearing his like more like symphonic vocals in that, and then you hear him in Bad Reward, and then there was some stuff where he's like full, just like, you, you know, the, the pitch range is just like how. That, that's incredible. I took a friend to one of their concerts like back in uh, what, February and I didn't say anything. One of the first things he mentioned was just like, that guy's a beast on vocals. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, beast or God, I don't know. It's just all musicians are gods. That's what I think. <laughs> mm -hmm. Anyway, see this? That's my excitement and this is where I get so embarrassed. I'm like, I'm such a child, oh my God. But um, yeah, I I think like Fallout was great. Can I just say, um, it's very, they just do everything they should do. I know it like flows and it links, like nothing is gone from extreme, like, okay, we're changing it up now, but it's got a flow to it in their change and how far they've come. Uh, man, I don't know if they realize that, but it does. <laughs> and everything is still their unique sound. And I think, again, maybe it's just something that I look for, but Buckethead does that too. <laughs> <laughs> so he will have different sounds, but he's got a way that's his way. Yeah. And it always sounds like Buckethead. If he's covering like traditional blues, it's like um like progressive, it's got like hard rock cover, like funk, avant-garde, experimental. Honestly, sometimes I just think like, what genre is he? Has he created his own? Because he's still always, he's got a very unique sound of his own, uh, like individual talent over it. I don't know. I, some people just have really good brains. Hey, Cody. <laughs> and they spin me out trying to think about it. I just, yeah. I, I wanted to, I wanted to get in there before and just say, I'm surprised you, you haven't seen Paul, by any chance, at at Frankie's, at all your you know adventures out there, Paul seems to live there. Wait, 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 wait! Oh, um, have I, have you ever seen me there? Um, might have maybe once. Probably, you look familiar. Yeah, you know, there's so many people at first where I'm like, wait, like you're always here. I mean, I think even one of the bar staff ones, I was like, oh, you knew. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no i'm like oh <laughs> okay well i mean i don't know you have so much fun there does anything really exist around it i mean <laughs> yeah exactly it's a whole different world. <laughs> you're like um but yeah if you ever see me come say hi because if i have it trust me this brain distracted or talking about things doing what it was doing it is completely just in its own zone <laughs> and when it's around that it's just like nothing else exists but you know if you're in my way and you pull me out of that little spot it's like hey hey oh hey cool oh you know i didn't see you there it's like it was right here idiot like I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. my distraction level or is it more like a hyper focus i don't know <laughs> find a lot of interesting people at frankie's What's the most interesting night you've had at Frankie's, Cody? Oh, wait. 
Oh, just kidding. we're on YouTube, by the way. <laughs> oh God, no, it's so good, so good. Well, I don't know. It's kind of like sentimental, but it's funny. But it's uh, I mean, okay. Normally, I hang with Russell. Uh, I mean, like uh, Russ Young. Uh, yeah, so do I. He's my good friend. But you know, if Russ is watching too, hello, sweetheart. You know, I miss you. Anyway, um, I was going to invite but, him on. I was going to send him the link as well because I'm good friends with him as well. Yeah, but really? I ran out of time. Was, yeah. Well, oh, let's do another episode of that with Russ. I think that's yeah, not a good idea. Yeah. Well, you yeah, have to so, talk him in. We've we've asked. He's in our he's in our like story highlights somewhere. We've tried to talk him into coming on a couple of times, but. Yeah. I think because uh, I reached out to him the other day, just like to check up, you know. Um, there was a story I think two weeks ago. You should Ross get on here? Uh, but yeah, so I kind of, but usually my Monday nights is like I hang out with Ross, we go to Frankie's, and I love the house band. They're like Joel's so good. I mean, like where else are you gonna hear Gary Moore? Seriously, a cover of that? Yeah. Like, yes, done so well. Um. The other part, I guess, in terms of those standout moments that aren't always, I know exactly what it is. Uh, it was the night before lockdown last year. And so I remember like hearing that everything was going to be like shut the next day. I wasn't planning on going out. And then immediately I was like, <laughs> like if the whole world was ending, <laughs> I did like this. If the whole world was ending, where would you be right now? And I was like, Frankie. <laughs> so I go. And I'm like, yes, but you get there. There's like not that many people there, honestly. So quiet, but it in some ways it was just so good. Like I've had the best moments when it's like that. To me, then other people that were so like gorgeous that maybe you hadn't run into before. Um, just to have conversation about like I guess, you know, when you get some people there who are there for more of a drinking spot or whatever, and then you get people when they're all into music that are there and appreciate yeah. it, it's different. Yeah. Um, so it's just basically that. And I had a moment where I was just like, I feel so sad. Like, I really, it's just that moment. And you just kind of looking around at everything. Like, I love this place. Like, I, it's like a community of its own where I think we all, can connect like where we can have things in common um and basically i just couldn't stand it like i there's like i i think it was i felt sad but then i was worried about other people being sad so um yeah i mean really though it wasn't anything that's gonna fix that uh how can i say this correctly and politely uh You'll see the picture on my Instagram and behind the bar now at Frankie's. There's a picture of me, but uh, what was it? Uh, on an amp, but I don't like topless on there, but I just had to do it because it makes everything, at least in that moment. Oh, is, is that you, is it? <laughs> that I, oh, I'm saying I think I, I think I know what you're talking about. Look. There's a few photos. There's a few photos like that. Frankie's is the only place that lets you get away with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, I mean, for me, uh, I'm quite well behaved there, you know. So even for me, like that was, uh, that's probably my wild moment there. If you want to talk about those things, uh, because usually I'm just doing like most stupid shit, like. <laughs> <laughs> No, and where like you you just so involved in like enjoying music and stuff that you just I know that that's it. You end up having such a ridiculous time doing like just silly stuff that it's like I don't know, how is that place not fun? But that's more like me it's wild in a sense in those times. 
because I know if you've ever seen my full force of energy naturally just unleash in an atmosphere of music. Yeah, uh, it's like a tornado of, I don't know, some misbehaved five-year-old running around. I, (laughs) 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 the best way I could describe it. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So where do you, like, do you guys, do you have any upcoming plans in the next year or so? Yeah. Uh, So, say, um, for me, like I said, because it's always been my main direction was I want to use my modeling more like in link with the music industry and live um, performance and just promoting it and being find ways to um, use more of my inspiration for that and just, you know, my own ideas that can display or relate a certain feeling or vision to a specific song, you know, take the ideas and put it in my portfolio as an individual as well. But anything like band ride or collaborations, I just want to do that. Like at the moment, and this was just on my own thing of, I, I mean, what, what are captions for anyway, right? I, I'm much rather use it for this, it's better. Um, <laughs> every Buckethead photo that I post is underneath that. Uh, also has a local band that's tagged underneath. So oh, nice. if you guys want to, like anyone is watching, don't hesitate to message me and be like, hey, can you tag us in your next one? I'm like, yes. <laughs> um, so I just thought like, cause that's it. Like I love so many local bands too, they're yeah. great. So it gets like, my caption's very much used for that nationally. It's like- What local bands do you a love? A Buckethead song with this yeah. and one local band with <laughs> um, But yeah, I think Falling Dance Band, who I went to mention, that's where I started sort of end of last year, just really trying to work my way in more with networking like that. Hey, uh, I did a I, I, music video for their stage. I just wanted I just want to get you to ask this now while we're while we're on the topic of it. I've been wanting to ask like who are your favorite live bands? Like we've already mentioned uh, a, a couple, but um, who else is on on you know your favorites list? Oh, um, you know, okay, I want to say. The Witching Hour. Oh, yes. They're, yeah. The definitely. Witching Hour are great. Um, they surprised me because they're so young, right? And I'm like, again, they're so stupid. Like, like what? So what? Like, young, yeah, so many young musicians out there talented. Yeah. I think it's the problem is they need more encouragement. Or, again, the industry needs more attention drawn yeah. to that because there's so many that it's like, you guys are good, too. Uh, it's... They're very, I don't know. It's like they're, it's like they've had years of experience almost. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like they just sound like that. It's so, you know what I mean when I say in the same turn of like very clean and like very well like produced, put together, like all of it. Uh, they're they're just great. Let me see. Yeah. The Witching Hour. Uh, they. I mean, like they're definitely Battle Born is just like my favorite. So yeah. <laughs> um, then, oh, you know, I will, because again, it's weird. And when I go through like all these like, m- like moments and videos and stuff, and I'm like, it, it, even like when Monica was saying that, she's like, oh yeah, uh, say, um, you know, it's just people knowing everyone and stuff. And, you know, shout out to Molly and the Curls, because Blake was actually someone who I met very first from that industry who I had sort of, maybe when I didn't know many people to be around, yeah. um, but I felt like so far removed from everyone else. I was just like, I need to do something. Like, you know, <laughs> I need I need new friends. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I remember, gosh, this is back when Steel Panther, I'm in their hotel bar. It's like after a concert. And uh, I remember because like uh, I like had a few brief words with him up there. We were both back there having a drink. And um I hadn't really maybe like I always had him on Facebook, but I never really like connected yeah. that much over the years. And then one day I just was kinda like, mm, I just wanna go like be around more music and stuff and because he was like sort of someone that I 
mute in the Sydney music scene. I just keep up with what he's doing and check out what he does and yeah. kind of inspired me as well to be like, yeah, you can do what you want to do. Like, absolutely. He's like, he's doing it. Look at him. And then it was like over in the US with Ronnie Simmons and Ronnie Simmons. I was <laughs> I stand this awesome chair. And like just to see people have that success is so encouraging, but you're also so happy for them because I'm like, yes, you know, like you guys are talented. But Roddy Simmons too, I mean, he is uh, he's Sorry? okay. Do you know he sent me a message once? Can you we mention Ronnie Simmons now? Yeah, um yeah, Ronnie, we're trying to get Ronnie Simmons on the um on here as well he's actually saying maybe by next week yeah well shout out to him because i always remember uh one thing specific was that he had actually sent me a really nice message i was just encouraging like it was i can't explain it and when you feel that stuff from people or like people you look up to you're like really oh like (laughs) pay attention to it I think we all need to support each other and encourage. And if anyone has anything to say about anyone that's good, tell them. Tell them because it makes them utilize and really use their skill more, I think. And I think that's really what it is. Just realize that you're good and realize that you can just keep building on that and just get better and better and better. Yeah, I think I'm going to be the same as you. If Ronnie Simmons comes on, I'm just going to stare at him and not say anything because I'll be too shy to say anything because I look up to him as well. So I'll be like, yeah. so shy. I'm like, oh. Ah, uh, yeah, and just to, I mean, even, I don't know, like, he's just, well, like, who hasn't he worked with? Like, and it's so, again, someone like that to see that has come from, well, yeah, like, Australia and as a mate, even the more bold moves. And, like, you, you don't think about it at first, but there's things like that, moving to an entirely new, different country where you don't really know anyone. But again, I think it's that reminder, and I guess the thing that I really like in people and a reminder that I can see when I've done it is, yeah, like, he's very passionate about what he does. He loves his work. So that just, it pushes you to not really give a shit about pointless stuff that's going to hold you back. You're just like, no, no, goodbye, go away. And you do it. And so it's so it's just nice to see when people do that. And so I'm all for that, you know. If anyone else needs encouragement, just honestly, just I will I don't know. I like I'm such a talker. <laughs> <laughs> I will talk it into your ears why you're so good. <laughs> but only if I buy with it. Uh, no. <laughs> just before we finish, do you have any advice for like young women out there who are who are trying to like go into a role or a industry uh in like, like in follow the of, dreams just to follow the dreams yeah i think the one thing always you know when you're younger you have a rough idea of what that is and then later on you can see exactly how it sinks and why uh there's always a deeper meaning to it though and once you discover that deeper meaning of why you truly love it, like if you sit and you're like, gosh, why, why do I freaking love this so much? And sometimes you just think about it. Um, it gives you more ideas of how you can utilize that on your own and your own talents based off your own perspective that you will be all of a sudden aware of things and talents that maybe you didn't think you had. For me, I noticed things like in one point, I guess, working in other jobs I mean I was even doing like nursing at one point and I just decided to quit because it was like that was something that I think I chose to do based off what I thought I should I ended up getting so bored and just it's really not how my working style is not how my brain is I uh it goes to that point where it's like I couldn't let go of something that I had that I really wanted to do and also like at the point where I don't care how long it takes or whatever like at least I'm working with something yeah. that I love doing over time if it if it's successful even better but if not it's still so amazing to work with things and have that every day but naturally you're gonna understand it more and figure out processes and ways to do things because I feel like it's uh you're sort of drawn to things I guess that match 
things that you can see within you or certain um like a, a personality or whatever so once i sort of realized that too i mean maybe let's just say this <laughs> in one way maybe you think like oh i'm so distracted right and and that's bad for this and and, and daily things like this and you know i'm too jumpy and fidgety and so you know you're just like it doesn't work like that right but then you start doing what you love doing and you realize you kind of like actually these things are really beneficial here because my brain doesn't want to leave this alone and it's like going through all the <laughs> in-depth analysis you kind of like maybe it's like you have more of a creative brain as well but you have all this energy and focus on things that you do love doing and that's something that's a huge help too is uh let's say we have trouble focusing on stuff the one thing that makes that easier to begin with is focusing on something you like doing and when you realize like oh my gosh i was productive that it's like <laughs> it's so good for your soul again you're like oh, i'm impressing myself this actually isn't a problem <laughs> it's just i was using it on the wrong thing and my brain works differently so but it works with what i want to do you find like all these amazing things i truly say if you're passionate about something you find ways to make it work and even at the start you slow build it so you're in one job but you're slowly making the transition yeah and that's how i kind of always done it more so it's like yeah. it's always good to do that but i mean sometimes too i mean if the right opportunity comes along if you don't want something i mean there's no point in slowly phasing out the other one just leave it throw it away throw it in a bin um, <laughs> you think if like buckethead called me right now it was like i want to use your brain because you know i need a vision for something that i can make a sound of be like oh oh i am there i would think twice about it you know i, I just wouldn't this is naturally because when you're passionate you just do it right and then yeah. i'm probably over there thinking wait i have two cats like i would I'm such a dog, <laughs> but yeah, you know that's that's my advice. Everything is easier when you like what you do, and then your head is clearer too because you're just positive. So it's like yeah. it's just no clutter. You only have time to absorb and uh, spend time with the things that you like doing. Yeah, I've noticed angry people are always cranky because they're doing things that they don't they don't enjoy. Like it's just that's what it, when it really becomes a job, I suppose. Yeah, and I mean, it's it is it's a different stress. Yeah, I think being able to experience both has been good though because, um, in jobs that I didn't like, you know, that just annoy me. It was hard for me to understand them too. And then it kind of makes you feel like maybe you're not good enough or you see yeah. other people loving it and you're like, is there something wrong with me? Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, there's not anything wrong with you. You're just in the wrong job. Yeah. You're just, you know, it's not something wrong. It's something telling you Yeah. quite the opposite is that, no, you actually have this sort of skill and not that one and you need to be over here. But that's exactly it. I mean, it's sort of just, I don't know if you're around things that, piss you off i'd be pissed off too <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey cody well we'd like we'll have to wrap this up soon but you mentioned you had a mick mars tattoo and i like i i, I just wanted to and also an alice cooper one <gasps> i have a bucket head one too oh really mm. can i see if i can angle my camera around so i can show you hang on we got it we got it <laughs> Or can we see? Oh, wow. Hey, there it is. Yeah. And then I think I was pull this one up of Mr. Buckethead. Oh, wow. I can't balance. And now I'm getting all. <laughs> Let me sit here, though. And, and you said Alice Cooper's on the neck? Yes. Uh, here we go. So this was my first one. It's kind of crap. Only because. I did it like 2 a.m. when I needed the courage and the guts to do it. I had to wait for the moment where I felt it. Yeah. And I think I, because I didn't have a quite proper plan yet. Uh, I don't know if the guy was like off his head or something, but <laughs> you know, it's a little messy. That's the eyes, the eyes needs, of Cooper. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, like it needs these eyes and stuff, but you know, uh, maybe a few more. They're like more like crew lyrics. My. Oh, yeah, and it's just all in the name of rock and roll. I kind of felt that at one point. Did you I get was mad at someone who didn't respect it. 
then I decided to go get my <laughs> It's amazing. I'm nuts. I'm <laughs> Did you get Nikki or Tommy's one as well? I, I have not met them. You know what I really want to meet was Mick Mars. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, something about Mick. Maybe it's just me with like more mysterious people. They've got something to them. I don't know. They're very much their own. I don't know. Yeah. But Mick, yeah, I would love to meet him. I think he's a fabulous, like, he's very blues based, but I love like he's like, he plays slide a lot. And um, if you guys, you should listen to Bittersweet. So that is a Molly Crew song, but it's instrumental. So Mick Mars had worked that. That's incredible. You'll hear his complete like blues sound come out. It's incredible. In fact, I think I'd be able to talk to Mick Mars for hours. <laughs> I'm just making a note of that, by the way. Yeah. And also, um, did you watch The Dirt? Yeah. Oh, I liked that. You know, I mean, I think they did well with the way that they did it. But, um, you know, like, I mean, obviously, everyone's like, oh, they left this out and that out. It's like, Duh. like, probably anyone except, like, true fans is not going to stick around and watch the whole thing. So I get that. I mean... The book is kind of more, I mean, again, too, to have that on Netflix, some of the stuff that's in that book. Yeah. They can't do, the book's amazing. But then remember, I thought they did well with it. Um, was there anything specific from that? Uh, gosh, I mean, I, I don't know. I thought whoever played Mick Mars, definitely. I'm really bad at actors' names. I don't really know a lot of them. Uh, Let's just say him. He was like, I don't know. I can't imagine, like, yeah, like that sort of fit with what I can see yeah. of Mick Mars, you know. And it kind of was probably the most correct and like accuracy of like looking at him too. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that movie. I mean, I read the book when I was a kid and I kind of knew where it was gonna go, but you know, I think they did it well for like because you can't fit a whole book into like in two hours anyway. So I think that the liberties that they took were cool yeah uh that like that that's it it's like what are you gonna do so but i they, they did amazing with what they could do and that's kind of the thing about it really is like realize what you can do and then run with that and make it yeah. amazing so <laughs> well you know well thank you for coming on today cody thank you so um i hope you thank you for honestly um i don't know i like doing this stuff I like talking yeah. music all the time. I never shut up. I warned you about that. I, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, thank you so much. This is well, it's good for me in lockdown. And I'm like, oh, this is the stuff I want to do. I don't no. do influencer face products and crap. Like, no, like, I mean, no offense to those people. It's just not my thing. So anything like this? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you yeah. so much. Thank you guys so much. Pleasure to meet you.